Welcome to Let's Be Frank with Eric Reese. Topics we want to talk about and topics we don't want to talk about revolving around college. Hey there guys, welcome back to Let's Be Frank. This is Crystal and Yureli. Uh, we're back at it again. Um, I'm getting a little bit nervous here. <laughs> we have an audience member, but she's not speaking. She's just viewing today. Hopefully we can convince her or him to, <laughs> to speak in, in the next upcoming video or podcast. Yes, podcast. Uh, so today we're talking about not necessarily life after high school, but essentially the steps after high school. You graduated, maybe you already were accepted, or maybe you committed already, but what happens after that? What you should take care of before your first day of school. Yeah, so we last episode that we did was focusing a little bit on committed student day, May 1st, um, and what you can, what it should kind of look like, the ethical standpoint of like not committing to two schools, all of that fun jazz. So today we're just more so focusing on like, let's pretend that all of that is done. Uh, You had your prom, hopefully. Uh, You were able to graduate, hopefully. Um, (laughs) And so then afterwards, there's this like, what, maybe sometimes one month, but Mm -hmm. typically like about two, two and a half months uh, that you have basically for yourself um, to be able to have that transition into from high school to going into college now. Like that summer, basically, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You can definitely do what you want with it, right? You can have a vacation, go uh, spend like, I don't know, three months somewhere else. <laughs> Not three months, but we can spend some time. But like typically during this time, we're going to have um, different events. We, as in just the typical college, um, to be able to transition mm-hmm. as well. So you don't have to do it on your own, right? But typically, this is when you become like best friends with your admissions counselors. If you weren't best friends already, to try to just um, talk about what's next, is anything missing, finalizing financial aid, and all of this. So this is kind of what we're going to be talking about um, right now. Do you want to add anything? <laughs> Did I miss anything? Oh, how about we get it started? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Yoreli, you graduated. You committed. What is your first question? What next? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I think for me, my next question was, what's the next event that I have to attend? Or what's the next step that I have to do in order to not be able to then have to procrastinate and get it done later on? Um, right? Is that what yeah, you would no. think too? Uh, well, I well I went to a community college, so I didn't have the same um, events or whatever as Structure. like a four year. Yeah, mine was very like lenient, like you do you kind of thing. Um, so I don't think I actually applied to college until I was actually in summer, mm. like right before school started. Yeah, because you're like, well, I'm I'm gonna be. I don't know what to do. Maybe and yeah. also. Well, now I can think about it, and you wouldn't be late in the game because you would still receive the same aid in, in, a, exactly, in yeah. a way, right? Um, but yeah, so I guess the way you should be looking at, or the way that you should be considering your summer is through your checklist items. So I know at USF, probably many schools, you know, you have your student portal 
what you're looking at to go ahead and pay attention as far as what may be missing, what financial aid documents may be missing as well. Uh, so I think that would be a good guide to go ahead and plan out your summer essentially. I mean, obviously you're not going to be doing something every single day for college, you know, reasons. Like you definitely. definitely yeah, it's very lenient, but a lot of it's going to be documents, filling out forms, turning them in on time, maybe even going to the doctor for immunizations, mm-hmm. um, and maybe even, what's the other thing I forgot, uh, oh, writing assessments, math yeah. placements, all of that. Figuring out health insurance. Some schools require you to provide some sort of insurance, health insurance. Yeah. Um, if you're moving out to campus, that's another thing, because now you have move-in day, you have to buy supplies for that. Um, I need it. extra vaccinations <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for yeah. that too. Um, but but in in all reality, yeah, that checklist, logging into your portal, um, you should be able to kind of know at least what the, I guess, more serious or like more important things should be. Obviously, there's always maybe going to be events and stuff like that that you can't attend, or if you go to the community college. Maybe it's just more so than just trying to sign up for classes, right? Which typically will happen during the summer as well. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, maybe we can kind of segue a little bit into into that into picking classes mm-hmm. and the differences between maybe a school that kind of in a way picks them for you versus some that you kind of do on your own. Um, yeah, I mean, you always have an advisor, but it also kind of depends on your major as well, I guess, if that's kind of the route you're going. So if you're going to, um, I mean, you, you graduated, you know you want to come to a certain school. At that point, once you commit to a school, they're probably going to tell you, okay, this is when you register for classes. So depending on whatever date that is that you're actually going to register for classes, up until that day, um, I don't. I kind of go backwards a little bit. You're probably going to do some type of assessment. If the school, let's say they, uh, you got like a 24 in your SAT, or a very high score in one of those exams. Some schools might waive your math assessments or writing assessments, stuff right. like that, and place you automatically in a college level math or English. But let's say you don't have any of those exams to kind of um, show as proof, then at that point you're probably going to take an assessment of some sort. Um, don't forget about the assessments, at least at USF, they're all in online like through your portal yeah and Um, they're not used for a grade or anything Mm -hmm. like that either it's just to make sure that we are on track or that we get either like extra coaching or um like in a lower class if for some reason we you know aren't we want to make sure you're in the right math and english level that's gonna set you up for success and not for failure um we're not gonna put you in like a like calculus three (laughs) (laughs) unless you actually can do calculus three yeah yeah um and also something to to like keep in mind before registering for classes typically all um schools will require you or try to get your ap or dual credit Mm -hmm. courses um in and like your official transcripts or whatever it is to be able to like get credit for those before like signing you up for those classes because maybe you already took like an English 101 class um and now you won't have to take that one or or something like that so we want to be sure that we can get that before we would be registering for classes yeah I mean worst case scenario we register you and then you give us the college credit, then, then we, we have, have to, to re- undo your whole schedule, essentially, at that point. Too. Right, yeah. Um, and obviously, if you signed up 
as one of the first ones to sign up, then you don't want to lose that flexibility of a schedule that you created. Right, right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then later on, you're still going to end up (laughs) um, having to give up some of the classes maybe that you wanted to. And also, or if not, it's just more so having to redo it. So why want to do that? So, um, yeah, typically this time we are also a bit more free um, as far as like, you know, maybe you're putting in more hours in work, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to save up for college. Maybe, like I said, you're going on vacation, doing those kinds of things. Just know that I think typically if you are going to be like registering for classes during these these times or even just if you know that some events are happening, just make sure that you are going to like be, I guess, active on either with you and connect with your admissions counselor, your advisor or like just be on your my USF portal to see you if anything is yeah. missing, right? Just doing a checkup. I would say what like once a month. Yeah, mo- once a month at the very least. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So our our uh, non vocal guest here <laughs> is giving us some pointers. <laughs> so um, I, I think she was mentioning that we should really try to like. Well, she said study up on (laughs) the portal, but just, like, get to know the portals that you're going to be using as well. Because, um, and even just messing around with them, trying to figure out um, if you can change or, like, look through the classes maybe in advance before you register for classes. Um, Just try to navigate, see what classes you have to take. Or And then um, I know some students will get confused with it. So I know with our portal, you do have access to see, like, your academic degree, like, your progress. Some students will click on it and be like, well, it doesn't have anything for my progress. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you're not necessarily a student just yet. So right. um, do recognize that even though you registered for classes and everything like that, you haven't paid anything towards the school yet. So technically your status as a current attending student won't start until like really first day of school right uh, we need you to come into the actual classroom and then then you're technically more of an official student up until then you're still just kind of a perspective perspective student. student you're committed sure but like i said you haven't paid or like the payment of whatever you know is going mm-hmm. towards your tuition whether it be through fafsa or anything else hasn't gone through um yeah even loans aren't dispersed anything anything of that sort like we haven't made it official so some features might not be up to date because obviously there's nothing to use just yet Mm -hmm. right right but i do think like even if you could just take a look at that checklist try to see if maybe you can i don't know like look through and see if you order order an id order your books once you have Um, classes parking permits um yeah any anything in that sort or even like waiving or finding the documents to be able to give your doctor to be able to have that physical or the health records that are needed so anything honestly should be on the portal that you typically will use um but if not again like anybody that you're in contact with should be able to like direct you to where to find those items or um whichever one typically if you come in for 
let's say like what we call them SOAR events, uh, which are student orientation and registration. But if you come in for an, like an orientation or come in for um, to register for classes or something along those lines, you should have a portion of that be where they'll kind of go through yeah. at least um, and tell you about how to navigate through. If not, there should be some video or something too, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> to be able to. Yeah, like there's help always you so with many that. things that you'll get to kind of mess around. It's not bad to click things. You won't, like I said, you're not an official student. Yeah. So if you click something, it won't like mess anything up, unless of course you're clicking something with financial aid. But aside from that, because I know some schools might have like the student uh, portal, but for parents. So if you want to add a parent, um, you can, but like I said, that won't be until like you actually start school. Yeah, I know that. Or um, have a schedule, I think. There, there's certain portions of when you'll, you'll start things. So if it doesn't work the first time when you mess around with it, just give it a couple weeks, if anything. Yeah. And um, that's something that, that you brought up as far as like the parent access. So technically, once you become a student and once you register for classes, we can no longer, us as admissions counselors, can no longer talk to your parents. Uh, unless about your personal items. Yeah, personal items. Um, Schedule, financial aid. Major, anything in reality. Yeah. Like, because now you are technically going to be a student, a prospective well, you're an student. Adult, essentially. And you're an adult, yeah. So this is all going to be on you. Um, finances and everything. Typically... Uh, what colleges will need if you still want them to be involved in this process with you is um, there's this like FERPA like form that you would fill out yeah. and FERPA is I don't know the acronym for it exactly I do not know either but I'm pretty sure the if you want to look it up you yeah, can I will. Uh, but long story short this is going to give um, basically rights to your parents to know about basically what's going on with you while you're in college. Yeah, it's uh, the acronym is Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act. So um, you might be getting emails about this to be able to either, you know, waive it or let them be a part of it um, or to not have them, not sign yeah. anything and this is all on you, right? Essentially, yeah. It is your responsibility or your, like, um, choice to mm -hmm. be able to have them as involved as you would like but technically on our side um, we don't want you to think well why can't they do it it's because you're an adult right so yeah there's so there's new laws that go into effect once you come into college because even to the point of pretty sure it's the HIPAA as well when it comes down to like medical stuff yeah. and like that uh, so you'll get these like waiver items that you should take care of obviously let's say you don't touch any of this um, you know, worst case scenario is that your parents just won't have access to anything. And right. not just your parents, it's really just anybody aside from yourself won't be able to be told about, hey, what's going on with you. So if you do want access to that, pay attention to the mail that's being sent to you, the mm -hmm. emails that are being sent to you, because uh, more, li more likely than not, it's going to be one of those emails that right. you had to have waived it or not. Yeah. Um. And I know that you all are probably saying, oh my gosh, there's like so many emails that are coming through from maybe even like other colleges and stuff like that. Also, so now that you've committed to a college, be sure that you let the other schools know that you are no longer interested. Yeah, even if it's a quick email back just saying, hey, I'm not interested, just 
just as simple as that. Yeah, I know sometimes we think it's really awkward to be able to have that conversation yeah. with them or think that they might want to, like, still pull you in, you know. Um, and I think we kind of touched on this a little bit the last um, podcast, but just know that, you know, it. there's also rules on our end. If somebody's, you know, hopefully if a student tells us that they're committed elsewhere, we're going to not try to like recruit them, you know, because yeah. we know that, okay, well, somebody, somebody else has their commitment. Um, so if that's the case, you know, mm-hmm. that way you can start trying to um, get less emails, at least you won't be subscribed to those emails. You'll start making it a little bit um, easier to access your emails. And then, yeah, just make sure that you are looking through that specific college because we just want to be sure that you're also maybe possibly like avoiding, let's say like the charge of the insurance if you haven't gotten that through. And typically, you know, your admissions counselor will be reaching out if they are, like, strict deadlines for this. Um, so know that, like, we, we hope that you're going to be receiving letters or things in the mail. That should mm-hmm. be the reminders. Know that worst-case scenario, you know, like, I think at times your account might be, like, on a hold. So you can't yeah. sign up for other classes for the following semester yeah. and there'll be an orientation for sure before the first day of yeah. school and we're going to touch base on all of these items but we don't want you to be stuck on that we want you to be ready mm-hmm. to go feel less stress so this might sound like a lot of items to do uh, but if you spread them out you know hey today this one day of the week I'm going to take care of just financial aid items. Next week, I'm going to take care of this. You can spread it out throughout the summer, you know, because there's not many, unless there's a deadline, obviously you want to take care of that first, uh, that thing first. But other than that, you can spread it out. You can get it all done before you go on vacation so yeah. that way you don't have to worry about anything. Or you can go on vacation and then come back, but you have to go ahead and worry about everything at that point. Right, right. But, but know that either way, like, we know that this does sound maybe like a bit um but well well we should have them all like i said like in the checklist you should have like a folder to be able to like access um to make sure that everything is all good and and typically sometimes maybe even um within your first two weeks of being in college you might still be able to fill some of these uh, items out Mm -hmm. it depends on the college but like um as far as we obviously don't want it to get to that point where it's we have to get all that done while you're transitioning into classes and everything. But know that, I, I guess I'm just trying to say that we'll still be here for you. The admissions counselors will be there. You'll be getting notices. And um, it's nothing to really be scared of. Um, but it, because you have, I guess, like so much time during during this time, if you can get ahead, that would be ideal. If you could also maybe even possibly, I know that I didn't do this as a student, but I did want to do it coming in was maybe try to volunteer something to um, places to be able to like see if I even was enjoying that major or anything like that. Any types of observation hours that you could do, um, that would be like a really good time to do it mm-hmm. too if you have that flexibility in your schedule to do it because obviously senior year hit, mm-hmm. weren't able to do all that. Maybe even because of COVID and everything, hopefully during this time would be a good time to be able to do what you want to do with yeah. that. Yeah, oh, or if there's a summer program with the school themselves. I know we have a 
college readiness uh, program that we started not too long ago last year. Um, it's literally just like I think just three or four sessions and then just talking about you know what to expect, what to not be scared of while you're starting off to college. Uh, so if there's some type of program like that, then feel free to um, use, you know, be part of that essentially. And then you might meet some, you know, other students that are incoming and make friends with them as well. Yeah, that is cool. And typically that's even done as well early as like your junior year going into your senior year too. Um, So if you have like siblings or friends too that are interested in in those kinds of things, you you can let them know that it's not too early for them either, right? Yeah, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but our next population of students, just to touch a little bit on them, as if you're living on campus, you'll probably do the exact same things that we just mentioned. But aside from that, um, it is important for you to turn in your housing application as soon mm-hmm. as possible, um, just because we want you to get assigned that roommate. We want you to get to know that roommate, and we want you to go ahead and gather the stuff that you need. Uh, move-in day usually is right before the first day of school. Yeah, it like might be the weekend beforehand first, or yeah. something. Yeah. For us, it's literally that Friday right before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but I, I think that that is a really good point as far as, I know some, some, um, some residents might be athletes, right? So they might already have some experience during the summer and have practices um, and might know who they want to be mm-hmm. roommates with. But others, um, you know, this might be, you might not know anybody that's going to college with you, right? And yeah. that's typically the, the case. So we want to be sure that you can um, answer this um I guess it's like a questionnaire as far as like study habits. Do you like to study in the morning and the at nighttime? Um, do you like listening to music while you study, um, or just like your your interests? Like, are you what major are you doing or pursuing? So they'll try to match you up with somebody, and typically sometimes you might be able to even like meet with them before going to mm-hmm. college. So sometime over the summer to meet with them, grab some coffee or hot chocolate I don't know if you like hot chocolate during the summer um, and and talk about even like how you want to decorate or how you want to like organize anything yeah. too just anything in general just to start that connection early on so I think it is pretty important to be able to do that so that you can at least meet, at least meet with them once before yeah awesome yeah so um I know that was a lot of information, but mm-hmm. to recap before we end of this, um, so we mentioned first step is, you know, once you've committed, know what registration date it is. You know, whatever that date would be for you, just have it uh, on your mind and just know that, you, you know, that day is going to, after that, a lot more will kind of trickle in after that. Uh, but make sure you do have your assessments done mm-hmm. if you need to get those done. Beforehand. Um, turn in AP scores or dual, dual credit, credit scores if you have any of those. Of course, if you're going to take summer classes, you can always still turn in whatever final transcript at that point. But just make sure whatever you do have, you turn it in before your registration date. Uh, once you register, you'll have access to maybe your school email. You'll have access to knowing maybe what books you may need. So you can get, go ahead and start looking over those books and start asking questions of, well, how much will this book cost? Do some research Comparing on Comparing prices. Um, yeah, take your time. Don't just buy the first book that you think you need. And don't even buy them if you think that you yeah. don't, won't use them later on. You can rent. <laughs> yeah, and don't buy anything 
too early on like if it's august and yes. you're wondering is this very late for me to go ahead and buy a book um obviously depending on your major if it's like a very high like, in demand <laughs> maybe you can do it before august starts um, but worst case scenario if you're like first day of school and you don't have a book it's not like the worst thing in the world i think at least yeah because, no. um especially coming in as a freshman yeah so, um, but yeah, so do your research with books, ask your siblings if they're, you know, they've gone to school already, what do they do, ask your friends what they're doing before you just go ahead and buy the first one you buy, or the first one you see, should I say? Or even ask teachers too, yeah. sometimes mm -hmm. they can um, give good advice. Yeah, and then after you register, so you'll do all that and then just stay connected with your admissions counselor or with your coach if you're an athlete. Mm -hmm. And just stay connected with them. Ask them every so often, hey, I did this item, so what else am I missing? Um, come visit the school again, even if you're not doing a tour, just to get these items done. Um, bring your parents, bring your grandma, bring whoever you want to, and then, like, you know, let's get all these things done, basically. Yeah. I like how you said bring the grandma. I mean, she's probably just at home doing nothing. Right, yeah, might as well no bring her in. grandma's <laughs> I mean, they might have a lot to do, but still. Exactly. No, yeah, and I think um, afterwards, make sure that you can um, access your portal maybe once once a month or so. Uh, once it gets closer to the, day, the first day of school, I would say maybe like weekly or so. Yeah. Um, just to make sure that nothing's missing, nothing's read. Yeah, you don't want any... You don't want to be blindsided on your first day of school or your orientation as far as the billing or anything yeah. like that. So in order to lessen that shock, stay in, stay in contact with us ahead of time so we can go ahead and relieve that for you before. Yeah. So um, it should be a fun day. Your orientation should be <laughs> fun. Your first day should be fun. I uh, shouldn't be all worried about, whoa, what, can I even still afford this? What am I doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, kind of to talk a little bit about that specifically. So bills will normally go out sometime in July, at least with us. It might be different for other universities. It might be sooner. It, might, it depends on registration. Because yeah. ours happens all throughout like the summer. Yeah, yeah. So at some point in the summer, nothing's like super finalized. You already know maybe your tuition and scholarships and loans that you're going to take out. But to get the final bill... Uh, will be some time over the summer so maybe ask that question as far as when will the bills go out um, and then from there then typically at least with us we have a check-in process that kind of just finalizes that um, the you're gonna do your first payment and you're gonna be able to does, yeah, does your schedule look right does, yeah you know confirming your yep. schedule for classes confirming that you Physically wanted to letting take us know that you agree to it's almost like a mini contract i guess everything about yeah. it. it's not a binding contract but it's a mini contract to let us know that hey you are okay with everything that has happened and everything looks good to you mm -hmm. yeah no and i think um that one normally will be due for like the day of orientation so that yeah. way everything's all good to go if for some reason you haven't been able to get to it you will typically try to finish it then mm -hmm. and there um but after that, I mean, with us specifically, we try to do, at least like last year, we did like a 30-day countdown on social media where we were giving raffle prizes and doing a lot of different things um, for the students to get them pumped and ready and had like, you know, it was just back reminders. to school gear. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So we try to make it fun for you guys, um, you know, letting you guys know what needs to happen, but also giving you maybe a price or two on the, on the way for, you know, Making yeah. it happen. 
yeah, making it happen because this is a huge step. Mm -hmm. And this might be, you might be like the first in your family to go to college or you might not be, but maybe this is the first time, um, going away or, you know, maybe somebody else went, but it was a couple years ago, you know, things change. So, yeah. And props to you for getting through high school during COVID too. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so this is all going to be different, but it's super, super exciting. So, um, yeah, we kind of want to leave you at that we will maybe have um a next our next podcast talk a little bit more about um steps uh, uh, to continue on doing or just what your first year would look like as a freshman or as a college student at a new campus so stick around for that but i think normally crystal you kind (laughs) of close it so yes yes, i do (laughs) Uh, Well, with that being said, guys, let's stay frank and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye.